How good are you at waiting? I have to admit, I'm quite impatient, so waiting's not really my thing. And for Christmas, I think if I said to most of my friends and family, you've got to wait till December the 24th before you can start celebrating, they'd be quite horrified. Now, I love Christmas, but even for me, the fact that the shops from about September have Christmas music and Christmas food and drinks and decorations in them is a little bit early. Although I do, I do have to admit that last week, one of the highlights of my week was going to Waitrose. Um, I did look at the mince pies and think, hmm, I think I might get some of them. And in our house, we've got grown-up children, but we've still had Home Alone on at least three times so far. And I'm sure we've got Elf and Nativity and various other ones to come really, really soon. And then there's the Christmas shopping. Now, I do not like Christmas shopping at the best of times. And this weekend is Black Friday weekend, which I know lots of people get really excited about, but I have to say fills me with horror at the thought of queuing around the block at three in the morning in the freezing cold to get some money off a new TV. And I imagine that during COVID, a lot of people are doing that online probably as we speak. So with Christmas, there's a rush about it. There's this attitude of rushing and wanting to skip over Advent and get there. At least that's with the world's Christmas. The world probably don't even know what Advent is a lot of the time. But for us as Christians, I think sometimes we think, ah, well, we know what the reason for the season is, so we celebrate it differently. But I do think that actually that rushing attitude has crept into the church too. Now, we've got grown-up kids, but when they were younger and not so young, when they wanted to put their Christmas decorations up in November, they would get heartily sick of their mum giving them a teachable moment about the fact that no, Christmas, the real Christmas that we celebrate is Jesus's birthday and it doesn't start till Christmas Eve and it goes on for 12 days until Epiphany on January the 6th and so therefore the earliest we can put our Christmas decorations is up on the beginning of December and I do like to tell them and it really makes them fed up every day of Christmas, this is the first day of Christmas, this is the second day of Christmas to remind them but for a lot of people, I think Christmas finishes often on Boxing Day or the day after when people are sick of having their Christmas decorations up because they've had them up since October. And um, they sort of take them down, chuck the tree out on the radio. There's no more Christmas music and the TV has stopped so, um, showing Christmas adverts. And now it's saying to us, where are we going to go on our summer holidays? just as the real Christmas season gets going. Christmas seems to come earlier and earlier every year. We can't wait for it. And so the problem that we have is what do we do with Advent? You see, Advent is all about waiting and we don't like to wait. We could, like a lot of people, just ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist. But then I think we were going to be missing out on something that God has got for us during this season that begins today. So today I'm here to tell you that Advent is worth waiting for. Advent is a whole season of waiting, but it's not just waiting idly, sitting around, twiddling our thumbs, being bored. It's a time that we should put some thoughtful preparation in, a time to reflect and prepare and think about who and what we're waiting for. In our Old Testament reading, we see Isaiah the prophet, 
and he's desperate and he is waiting, but he's kind of crying out and saying, oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. He wants the Lord to make his name known to his enemies, that the nations might tremble at his presence. But that judgment to be brought down upon God's enemies, people, doesn't happen straight away. The people must wait. Isaiah also realises that the Lord is a God who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Lots of faith and patience and perseverance is called for. He knows that the Lord will act at the right time. He's going to deliver his people from their adversaries when it's the right time. It's probably a good idea, to be honest, that the Lord doesn't rend the heavens and come down right away upon those who sin against him. Because that would mean for a lot of us, we might be in a lot of trouble. But Isaiah goes on to say, it's a bit of a prayer of confession. You are angry when we continue to sin against them. And shall we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, like the wind, our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to take hold of you. So for us, we too have been sinning for a long time. We've been continuing to sin. And shall we be saved? I think it's wonderful that the Lord is so patient with us. Otherwise, I don't think we would be. If we were relying on our own righteousness to kind of hang out on a clothesline, it would look a bit like dirty laundry. As one of my friends says, it's not very pure and it's not very edifying, darling. And also, like the November leaves falling off the trees, we too dry up and we fall to the ground. Even as Christians, we're far from perfect. So we're left to the Lord's mercy, which is what Isaiah prays for in the passage when he says, Yet you, Lord, you are our father, we are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord, and do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look on us, we pray, for we are all your people. So Advent is a time for prayerful reflection. It enables to take a really good look at ourselves and see what actually our filthy garments are and say sorry for all the ways that we mess up, and also sometimes when we're a bit like dried up leaves. We're left with nothing, but we need to ask for the Lord's mercy, which I think is what the Lord wants for us. So in these times, uh, so in these weeks of waiting, they help us to do that. And so that is one reason why Advent is worth waiting for. Amen. And if we now look quickly at a different reading, coming from the Gospel of Mark, when Jesus entered Jerusalem. We do this because often on Advent Sunday, the Church of England lectionary also gives us this passage because it's about Jesus coming as King. And the word Advent means coming. And the people of God at that time were greeting their King accordingly. They knew who he was when they were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. The coming kingdom of our father David. Except it didn't come till a thousand years after David. There was more waiting, but it was worth the wait. Jesus the Messiah came into Jerusalem in order to win our salvation. And it came on a truly Black Friday, on Good Friday, when the sky turned black 
and God's son was left forsaken by his father as Jesus suffered the penalty of our sins. But it took his death to wipe out our debt and to put us in the black forever. The riches of his righteousness have been credited to our account. And that's amazing. That's worth its weight in gold. So Advent is a season of waiting. We've seen it today and over the next few weeks, we'll see it to come. We'll see John the Baptist serving as the warm-up act, if you will, getting the crowd ready for the main attraction of Jesus about to come on stage. And John calling us to make straight the way of the Lord as we wait for him to come. And Mary herself, she had to wait nine months from the time of conception, or the Annunciation as it's called, to the time of the birth. Christmas did not come without some waiting. So friends, today I'm encouraging you to take advantage of this season of waiting. God has a work to do in all of us for Advent. Don't be tempted to skip over it and to rush onto Christmas and rush into the new year, which I know is tempting. We just want to get 2020 out of the way and move into 2021. But let Advent be Advent. I know that we've got the world and all the craziness that's going on at the moment and also our culture, the culture we're living in, working against us. But let Advent be Advent. God's got some really good stuff in store for us this season. A time of reflective repentance, having some quiet prayer and getting away from the madness. I can recommend a couple of resources for you if you're, if you're not sure. There's lots of things out there, but a couple of things that I've seen are the Bible Society has produced something called Hashtag Advent Challenge, which is a lot of resources that you can use. And also the Church of England website has got a page on it called Comfort and Joy, which um, they've produced lots of stuff for Advent and Christmas. So maybe take a look. Or it could be just something as easy as getting up a little bit earlier and praying and spending time with God a bit more. Or maybe getting out one of the Gospels, maybe Luke, and maybe looking a little bit more deeply into that and praying through that. Or it could be maybe starting listening to Lecture 365. I don't know. Just do something different. Take some time to prepare and to welcome our Lord appropriately at Christmas and also at his second coming. If we have patience and we wait patiently for the Lord to act in his own time and in his own way, then we'll know that it's for our best. And that's what Advent is about. And that's why Advent is worth waiting for. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we pray to you, the Lord of time and space, by whose love we are saved. Help us to patiently wait and to prepare ourselves for the time that Christ comes in glory. Help us to be honest with ourselves and to see what needs changing and transforming in our lives as individuals and as members of your church. We ask this in your name, Lord. Amen.